Good morning, and I would like to welcome us to another time with the Lord this morning. Uh, wherever you're watching from, uh, from North America, the U.S., uh, Canada, Africa, outside of Melbourne, I would like to welcome you. I believe that the Lord has a word for you. And I'm trusting God that you will not leave the same way. That at the end of the service, you have cause to glorify his name. Because you will have had a word with clarity, instruction, direction, and guidance to lead you from where you are and take you from where you are to where you need to be or where you ought to be in him. The Lord is here. His presence is here. The Holy Spirit is here. And he will meet you at your very point of need in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much once again. Thank you that we are together again. We are together again. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. Just praising the Lord. We are together again. We are together again. In one accord, in one accord, something good is already happening, something better is in store. We are together again, we are together again, just praising the Lord, just praising the Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Thank you as you take over and speak through me, even to your people. Let every heart be prepared to receive. Lord, let this word go out without interference from any outside force. And Lord, I pray for your people, Lord, for the capacity and the ability to hear clearly that their hearing too will not be interfered with. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just want to thank you. Thank you because in your presence there's fullness of joy and in your right hands are pleasures forevermore. Lord, we give you praise. We worship and we adore you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I just want to pray for you right now. Uh, I can see you that you are in bed. You are in bed and you have been struggling in the area of your health. And especially just having pains and pains and pains. And in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, by the unction of God upon my life, because the Bible says that by the anointing, every yoke shall be destroyed and every burden shall be lifted. I say in your body now, I start to destroy by the unction of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, the pain in that body. In the name of Jesus, pain, I bind you now. And I command you to get out of that body. In Jesus' name. I want you to stand up from bed and just start to worship him. Because as you remain in bed, because you're trying to fill in and say, oh, is the pain gone? But if you don't stand up from bed, if you don't take an action, faith will not kick in. Because faith is an act. Stand up from bed right now and just start to praise him and bless him and take your seat and leave the room and go and take your seat sitting down to hear the rest of this message. In the name of Jesus Christ, I also take authority over sickness in that, in that part of your body. 
I rebuke liver disease in the name of Jesus Christ. I, I take authority over it. I bind it in Jesus' name. And I, I, I command it to leave your body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Right now, I also start to rebuke headache. Or, 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 you know, that consistent, persistent headache. Headache. They, they call it migraine. They, they can give it any name. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven, of things underneath the earth, and of things on, this, on the face of the earth. I say, in the name of Jesus, migraine, I bind you. In Jesus' name, be gone. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, persistent headache, persistent migraine. Oh, we come, go, and then we continue and continue like the head is banging. I say, from now on, the Egyptian you have been seen, you shall see no more. In the name of Jesus. I start to rebook pain in the leg, in the lower part of your leg. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pain in the lower part of your leg, in Jesus' name. And sometimes it gives you trouble in walking. And sometimes you're walking, the pain will just shoot up. I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, be free from that pain, in Jesus' name. And be healed, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I just want to pray also regarding struggle in the area of finances. I say in the name of Jesus Christ, no more struggle for you. But I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit. What is he asking you to do? Because when it comes to finances, it's not just by praying. It's you receiving direction so that you can walk free. And I say in the name of Jesus Christ that this year you are walking totally free. From that persistent struggle, from that persistent, from that continuous struggle that seems to have just remained year in, year out, year in, year out, year in, year out, in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority over financial lack. Lack is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it is not your portion and not your Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind that lack in the name of Jesus. Be free. And I want you to rise up. I want every one of us to rise up wherever we are. Just have to praise God. Just have to praise God. Praise God for answers to prayers. Thank God for what God has done for you. Oh, yeah. because I, I, I gave this instruction. I said, rise up from where you are. Some of you are still sitting down. You, you need to listen and obey instruction. Be prompt to obey. Be quick to obey. Don't struggle to obey. In the, just rise up from where you are and start to bless God. Bless God for answers to prayers in your own particular situation. I may not have mentioned it specifically, but you start to thank God right now. Start to rejoice. Rejoice for that breakthrough. Rejoice for help. Rejoice for the support. Rejoice in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank him that it's done. Thank God also. Let's thank God for our church building. It is done in Jesus' name. Let's thank him. Let's thank God that it is done. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is able. He is able, more than able, to do that which concerns us today. He is able, more than able, to accomplish everything that comes our way. He is able, more than able, to make a way where there seems to be no way. He creates rivers when there's where it creates rivers where there's desert. It makes a way where it makes a way in the wilderness. That is the God that we're serving and is here with us, is in us, working with us, working in us, working for us, and is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? What can be against us? Who him who did not spare his only begotten son, but freely gave him up for us? Will he not together with him freely give us all things? He is here 
And Father, we give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. We bless your name. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, my God, for making a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you for creating rivers in the deserts. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, wonderful Savior. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Please take your seats wherever you are. Hallelujah. And this morning again, I'll continue on the message that the Lord gave me and I've been speaking on for the past three weeks, which is fulfilling the kingdom mandate. And today we'll be looking at how the ruler became the ruled. How the ruler became the ruled. I told you how the Lord placed this message on my heart. And he said it's part of the key message that is given to us in this ministry. Uh, the kingdom mandate, the dominion mandate. Praise the name of the Lord. The dominion of God. Understanding the kingdom message is so, is message is so critical. If you want to fulfill your destiny. And walking in kingdom authority is so critical. If you want to become who God has made you to be. Oh, because understanding will bring everything into alignment. The blessing of God, the favor of God, the presence of God, the glory of God in your life. And lack of understanding will lead to deprivation. Amen. Why is it that many people struggle? Why is it that many Christians struggle? A lot of time it's because of lack of understanding. Because my people, remember the Bible says my people, not the people of the world. It says my people perish for lack of knowledge. The knowledge there is revealed knowledge, not information. Hello? Because in the world, they are masters of the information technology. But we're not talking about information here. We're talking about revelation. So the knowledge that will take you from where you are to where you ought to be is the revealed knowledge that comes directly from the throne of grace, from the presence of God himself. But before I go into that, I want to remind us of the things that we looked at last week. Very briefly. Let's do a little bit of recap so that we are reminding ourselves so that we don't forget. What you're forgetting cannot bring benefit into your life. You don't forget and you become. No, you need to receive and then so that you can become. And we need to constantly remind ourselves because human beings, as human beings, we have a tendency to just forget or allow things to just, uh, you know, get away from us. Seven essential features of God's kingdom mandate, or seven essential features of the mission statement, God's mission statement for man. And remember the first one. What was the first one I mentioned last week? Number one. What was the first one? Man was not created to be sovereign. Man was not created to be sovereign. This man that God created was never created to be independent. He was never created to be an overlord. He was not created to be the one just taking decisions, doing things on his own. 
if you are like that, and which is the way majority of people are, I'm telling you, you're not in a good place at all. Man was not created to be an overload. He was not created to be independent. He was not created to be what? To be sovereign. But he was created to be dependent. He was created to be an underlord over, with an overlord over him. He was created to be subject to sovereignty. So that he's constantly depending on God. He's hearing from the headquarters in heaven. Who is directing, who is guiding, who is leading and telling him where to go, what to do and how to do it. Amen. That is why we are not just led by what we see. You just don't take off because you have had something on television or had something on the radio or had something that, oh, this person, look at what they say is, is, is working now. You need to hear from, with clarity from headquarters. How is, what is he saying to you? How does he want you to do it? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me quickly chip that in. He will not tell you to do something contrary to what his word has already revealed. God and his word don't contradict themselves. So that you can't tell me that he has asked you to go and do something that you can find or cannot be supported by his word. His word and his spirit, they do what? They don't collide, they cooperate. I said they don't collide Oh, everybody just, you know, no, no, no. They cooperate. They agree. So whatever I will tell you to do will be in line with God's word. Number, number two, that this man that was created was created to be what? The crowning glory of God's creation. Hallelujah. The crowning glory. Psalm 8 verse number 4 says, so What is man that thou art mindful of him? Hallelujah. What is man that you are what? Mindful. Why do you think about this man all the time? Why are you filled with this man, with thoughts about this man? He said, and the son of man that thou what? That thou visited him. Oh, for your word, you have made him a little lower than, King James says, a little lower than angels. That is not right. That's not appropriate. You have made him a little lower than Elohim. That's what the TPT says which is the accurate, correct interpretation. Or the ERV will say you have made him a little lower. You have made him like gods. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. But you have made him almost like gods. That is the easy to read version. You have made him like God. Man was created to be the crowning glory of God's creation. Amen. Number three, dominion. The dominion was given to mankind, not to man over the woman. Dominion was given to mankind, not to man over the woman. So if you have been lording it over your wife, if you have been saying, you shut up there, don't talk, I'm the man in this house, you are operating under the fall. That is not the new man that Christ came to save. You need to have your mind renewed. Oh yes, don't... My wife should not talk here when I'm talking. No, 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 no. <laughs> you need to go back to the dark ages. That is not where we are right now. Amen. You need to know what God is saying. Don't lord it over. If she hears that, then, uh, then I will not be able to dominate her. God did not give you dominion to dominate your wife. God gave dominion to mankind. Let them. He didn't say let him. Let them, not let him. Amen. He gave dominion to mankind. But the Bible says that let 
let them, and God said, let, and God created man. God created man. Are we, I'm a man. Are we not? No, the word man there is the word mankind, not male. It's not male, it's mankind. Let them have dominion. Amen. Number four, God gave dominion to mankind over the entire creation. Oh, do you, why are you struggling? Why are you, you, why are you running after what is not lost? God has given you dominion. God gave dominion to mankind over creation. Then what's the problem? The problem is in our obedience. Hello, the problem is in our obedience. When you walk with the Lord, in the light of his word, there's a glory he sheds on away. When we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Amen. So God gave dominion to mankind over the entire creation, over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He gave dominion to mankind over the entire creation. Then why are we, this creation not obeying us? Because man rebelled against God and creation rebelled against man. Hello, I'll repeat. Man rebelled against God and creation rebelled against man. Number four or five now, we said last week that in the kingdom of God, revelation was given to man to unveil to him his provision. Genesis 1.29. Let's go there. Revelation was given to man to unveil to him his provision. And God said, see. Because what you don't see, you cannot possess. The picture you don't have is a feature you cannot have. What, where your eyes have not taken you, your legs will not take you. Amen. The moment you have hesitation is because you are yet to see it. The moment you say, yo, you can say, oh, yes, yes, yes. And sometimes we say, do you see? You say, yes, 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 I see it. No, 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 no. You have not seen it yet. Because if you are truly seeing it, you act on it. And, but the key is this. We don't see with our physical eyes. We don't see with our natural eyes. We see with the minds of our world, of our spirit. Amen. That is the area that we need our mind to be enlightened. The eyes of our inner man. The eyes on our inside. Amen. Most of us have the two eyes on the outside working perfectly, but the two eyes on the inside are actually blind. They are shielded. They are filled with cataract. That's why I want to take you to the surgical room this morning and apply the scalpel of the spirit to cut off whatsoever is causing what? The blindness. Causing it to, to, for you to see with shades or not see with clarity so that you can start to see properly. Amen. And the moment you can see, it does not matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter how big the mountains may look. It doesn't matter how challenging the situation may be looking. But because you have seen it, you know that everything will eventually align or line up because you have had what? From headquarters, you've been what? You've been given privileged information. 
seeing is having privileged information, meaning what others don't see. Have you noticed that, you know, in, in the natural, the intelligence forces, they gave heads of state, presidents, high-ranking officers, they, 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 they make available to them knowledge about particular situation that is not available to the generality of the populace. So many times they take actions based on what, what is called privileged information. That is what side beyond side will give to you. It's called privileged information in the spirit. Then you start to add, and people are wondering, why is he acting? Why is he doing like that? Because you have access to privileged information. Revelation will reposition you. Revelation will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Amen. The proceeding word. Oh, you can't have revelation without the proceeding word or the Daba word. Those things are very important. They reposition you. Amen. Number, number, seven, number six. I said from the beginning. Look at it. Verse number 30. Genesis chapter 1. And also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there's life, I have given every green herb for food. Tell me, in the kingdom of God, animals are supposed to be eating what? Green grass, not eating each other. But why are lions eating other animals? Why are they eating, destroying each other? As a result of the fall. Remember, don't forget this. The moment man rebelled, creation also rebelled. Because the moment man committed treason, the creation also committed treason against man. So now, this one that is supposed to be ruling is now what? Is now filled with so many other things. Amen. Praise God. And I will show you, and I will take him, how he became the ruled, and then the implications of that. Finally, verse number 31. Verse number 31, we're doing a quick review. Then God saw that everything that he had made, and indeed it was what? Very good. This man, uh, when he created the sun, the moon, and the, the seas, and everything, the animals, he said it was good. But when he got to mine, it was very, very good. Or oh, it was very good. But can I, can I say this to you? Will you attribute this to the present man that we all see, that is all around us? Definitely not. The man that seems to surround us, the one we see on a daily basis, is selfish. Sometimes it's so, it's, it's, it's selfish. So many vices, wicked, and everything like that. That's not the man that God created. The one we're seeing now is the one that Satan had foisted upon humanity, not the one that God created. That is why we all need to return to the garden so that we can start to operate or walk in the dominion of God. And this is the answer to a lot of the challenges of humanity. And the challenges that we have as Christians so that we can walk in the fullness of God's plan and purpose for our lives. So today, I'll take back to the key scriptures we've been looking at and then we'll proceed from there. Number one, Psalm 115, verse number 16. Two scriptures that we've been looking at. Psalm 115, verse number 16. It reads, and I quote, Psalm 115, verse number 16, it reads, and I quote, I love this, uh, verse then the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. 
the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The earth he has given to the sons of men. Amen. The heavens belong to God, but God has given to the earth to the sons of men. So now, if sons of men, especially the church of God, they are not ruling, there's no vacuum in the spirit, oh, the enemy will take over. And that is what he has done. And he has done a very, very good job at it. If we are not ruling, if we are not taking our place, if we are not doing what is expected of us, then because there's no vacuum in the spirit, principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, will take over and foister another being upon creation, which is what we have right now. Let me take you to the TPT version. And read, it said, the heavens belong to our God. Hallelujah. The heavens belong to our God. They are his alone, but he has given us the earth and put us in charge. <laughs> Hallelujah. The heavens belong to our God. They are his alone, but he has given us the earth and put us in charge. Isn't that clear enough that we have been put in what? charge, then what are you doing? What are we doing with what he has given us? He's put us in charge. What does it mean to be, be in charge? It means to be responsible for. It means to be under, he has put the earth under our command. What are you doing with it? What are we doing with it? What is the church doing with it? That is the challenge. That's the problem. But I'll show us how we got to where we are and what has happened. And eventually in the days to come, we'll see how to get out of this particular situation. Verse number 26 of Genesis chapter 1. We've read that earlier. Two scriptures, Psalm 115 verse 16 and Genesis 1 26. These are two scriptures we've been looking at. We can even get to 28. But let's look at 26 for Then God said, this is, you are looking at the very beginning of creation. The first chapter of the book of beginnings. Then God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Simply put, let them have dominion over all creation. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created he them. Hello. Then what? Look at it. Male and female created he what? Them. Meaning that in the man, Genesis 1.26, said let us create man, mankind. In this man that was first created, you, find, you have there the, 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 the capacity or the potential for maleness and then the, the female part too. Then verse 26, 27. Look at it. Then he created, when he created him in his own image, he created him male and female. The potential was there from the very beginning. Verse 28. He now says what? Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, Subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the blessed beds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. You, can I be very honest with you? You don't need to be running after blessing. 
All you need is to have understanding of the kingdom mandate. If you have understanding of the kingdom mandate, then you don't need to say, roaming after what? Blessing. And say, oh, I want blessing in my life. Oh, I want blessing in my life. Oh, I want the blessing of God in my life. And you are pursuing, oh yes, I need to do this. I need to do that. You need to just get an understanding of this kingdom mandate. Look at the field which the Lord has blessed for you. Because in that field there's protection. In that field there's provision. In that field there's everything you ever need. Look at the field. Stop running out of your lane. Stop looking helter-skelter. You look this way. Maybe this is the way you run there. You look that way. Maybe that's the way you run there. And you are distracted running helter-skelter. Find the field that God has worked has provided the field that he made for you and locate yourself there, plant yourself there and stay there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you the thing that you need is already provided there. The thing that is yours is already available there. All you need is just for your eyes to be open so that you know what to do, you know what step to take, you know this, you know what to do, and then suddenly you find, oh wow, I, di I didn't say this, I didn't say that. Somebody said, you know, if you don't struggle, you're not going to get anywhere. Did, can I take you to Luke chapter 5? I don't have time for that, for, to, to go there. But let me remind you, in the same river, the same river, Galilee, in the same river that Peter struggled, tall, and he caught nothing. But when the creator got there, and he had the words of creation, suddenly there was revelation in his heart. He had clearly what he needed to do. He obeyed, even though not fully, but look at what happened. The same place, not a different river, not a different sea. Jesus didn't take him to another side of town, or didn't take him to and say, oh, let's go to this part. No, 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 the same place. What happened to Peter? Sight changed. Sight changed. He had instruction. He knew what to do. And all the fishes that were running away from him ran to him. Because creation cannot disobey the word of the creator. That's why you need to be an overlord under an what? An underlord over with the overlord over your life. So that when you are speaking, you are speaking the words of the creator. And they are hearing the voice within the voice. Not just your voice. And they will respond. Amen. And God bless there. I am looking. And I know we are going to get there. Because the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. There's, there's some, you know, in the days to come. Some of us will start to carry so much command in the spirit. That it, it will outstand man. And say, what, what, what are these new species of man? They are not just a new species. It's because they found a new way of living. They were able to lay hold on the dominion mandate. They were able to walk in the blessing of God. Oh, that's what I'm telling you. What am I telling you this morning? That I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. I have the fruit of the spirit. I'm abiding in abiding in the vine. You can walk in dominion without abiding in the vine. Abiding in, abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine. Love, joy, health, peace, he has made us mine. I found prosperity, 
power and victory abiding in abiding in the vine these are core scriptures that we are looking at in the course of the study psalm 115 verse 16 genesis 1 26 to 28 because by two or three scriptures every word shall be established amen so how did this how, look look at it let's go to genesis chapter 2 Let's, go, let, let, let's further continue to look at this. Genesis chapter 2, from verse number 1. It reads, and I quote, Genesis 2, from verse number 1. Genesis chapter 2, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were what? Finished. Verse 2, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. On the seventh day, look at it, verse number two. God did what? On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all, the, all his work, which he had done. Why did he rest? Did he what? What? Did he do that because he was tired? No. God rested because it was finished. Genesis chapter two, verse one. Would God what does the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were what? Finished. Then verse number two, and God rested. He rested because he was finished. He did not rest because he was tired. Amen. And the Bible says on the seventh day he rested. Remember, he came from heaven to earth to show us the way. That is why you are not created to work for seven days. Hello. There must be a day that you are, you rest. Hello. You rest so that you can what? Revive. So that you can what? Rejuvenate. You can't just continue. Oh, yes. Oh, every. That is why. And on the day of that rest is a day you dedicate to worship. Amen. Dedicate to worship him. And thank God that we can worship him on all the days. But there will be a day that we all come together like this. In corporate worship. To give, to praise him. To give our thanksgiving to the one who kept us throughout the week. And who has been watching over us. He rested on the seventh day. And then he, from the, for all the work he had done. Verse number three. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Verse number four. This is the history of the heavens and the earth. History is his story. Hello. This is the story of God regarding the heavens and the earth. This is the story of Jesus regarding the heavens and the earth. When they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse number five. Before any plant of the field was in the earth. And before any half of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Verse number 6. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse number 7. And the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and this man became a living being. Some translation will say a living soul. Remember, he was created as a spirit in Genesis 1.26. But in Genesis 2, 27, God breathed into him and he became what? A living being. Now, instead of just being in the spirit, you can now say he's now what? He's become a living being. Amen. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Not just existing as a spirit now, but existing as a living being. Verse number 8. And then the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Aden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Who planted the garden? Adam planted the garden. Located 25 acres. And then um, and planted it. Is that what he did? God planted the garden. Why don't you find out the ground or the garden that the Lord has blessed or has planted? God planted the garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. I can go on and open that word to us, but that is not the message for today. But I just want us to say something there, that God planted the garden, and then he put the man whom he had formed in the garden. He did the planting. Man did not do the planting. Amen. Praise God. Verse number 9. And then out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden. Hello. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what? And now a river. Let's go back to verse 9 again. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Then the, number two. The tree of life was in the middle of the garden. And then the tree of knowledge of good and evil. How many trees? Three. The one that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life in the middle. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because what started in the garden must eventually end in the garden. In the garden, there were also three trees. The life was in the middle. And then another one on his left. Another one to his right. But look at that. Out of the, the ground, the Lord God made the tree to grow. So after, you know, he planted the ground, the, the garden, and he placed in it the trees. So then what was the role of man? Verse number 10. Now a river, okay, let's continue. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there he parted and became four river heads. The name of the first was what? Passion. It is the one which cast the whole land of Havilah where there's gold. Hallelujah. Isn't that? Look at that. Where there's gold. Somebody said gold is not good. Who told you that? God himself made it available. Praise the name of the Lord. God made it in the first river. The river that flowed out. Hello? river that flowed out. Then, oh, no, no, no. You know the problem is it? The problem always is the problem of the heart. The heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. God is not denying us of gold, but he does not want gold to own us. Hello. He wants our heart to be reserved to worship him. But when you start to worship gold, gold has taken the place of God in your life. There's always two heads, the gold head or the God head. Which one will you worship? God is not against us having possessions, having gold. You know, it is those wrong teachings that have that has gone forth. That right, right now, the church is not reckoned with in a lot of places, but we are changing that in Jesus' name. When the you know the, when decisions have been made in very top places, you you rarely find someone that will be representing kingdom there. Rarely will you find someone that represented kingdom there. Somebody say, well, I know there may not be somebody, but this world is not my own. I'm just a passing by. I'm on my way to heaven. Very soon I'll be going there. Yes, there's no problem with that. God wants you to come again to go to heaven. But right now, listen very clearly. God wants you to bring heaven down to earth. 
God wants to do it. God, before you get to heaven, do something about the mess that is happening right here now. You take your Bible, you take yourself and you land there. Then it will ask you, what have you done? What have you done? What impact have you made? What changes have you brought? If the plan of God was for us to get born again and just go to heaven or get born again and then the heaven will be the next destination, the moment you get born again, it will be taking everyone to heaven. But he said, occupy till I come. I have a work for you. He said to the disciples, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. That's why we are here. We are not here. We are not in Melbourne to just be able to tell people, you know, our church is in the most livable city. It's no longer now. That is why anything in natural doesn't last forever. Most livable city in the world. This is where we are and the rest of it like that. No, 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 no. Daniel Andrew ensured that the, the entire thing fell down. Hello? Because by locking it in, I refuse to be in lockdown in, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm not allowing it to get to me. I'm not allowing that. No, 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 no. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Does it mean that I'm not in agreement with the efforts they're making to protect the public and everything like that, the health thing? I'm, I'm totally in support, but I'm totally against the manner and the method they're going about it. We must protect and shield the public. It's important. But when is everything is before, you know, can't we sit down? Can't we think? Can't we have a plan? Maybe lockdown worked last year, but must it just continue this way? Must it just continue this way? That at the slightest thing, you lock everything down. You see one, one lock everything down. And I heard they just laughing at us in America, laughing at us. We'll not even go there. You know, let's leave them alone. You know, we'll face our own hair. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The name of the first is passion. It is the one which scars the whole land of a villa where there's gold. And the gold of that land is gold. And delium and the onyx stones are all there. These are precious stones. Onyx stones, you know. And the gold of that land is what? Good. Delium. And honest stones are there. Verse number 12. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Kush. And then the name of the third river is Hydeka. It is the one which goes towards the east of Assyria. In Hydeka is the same river that is called Tigris. It depends on the transition you have. It is the one which goes towards the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is river Euphrates. Then the Lord God now took the man, put him in the garden to tend it and to keep it. Not to toil in it, but to tend it and to keep it. He gave that responsibility to man, to tend it and to keep it. That is why when people come to me for marriage, uh, uh, because I'm a marriage celebrant, one of the first questions I ask the man is this, what work do you do? Hello, because you must have work. When I say have work, you must have a place that you are tending and you are keeping. Praise the name of the Lord. You can't just tell me that I'm believing God. Okay, if you are believing God, then you have to be patient. Amen. Because you need to have food to feed the wife. Did you see that before God gave man wife, he gave him what? Walk. He gave him what? Walk. And I'm not saying labor. I'm not saying toil. Toil, labor is different from walk. 
He gave the man work to tend and to keep it. And to keep it. Verse number 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree you may freely eat, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you shall eat of it, you shall surely die. This is where the problem came from. He gave him a clear command. You can eat of all the trees in the garden. The mango, the guava, all manners of things were there, pleasant and good for food. All available, but don't touch the one that is the knowledge of good and evil. Give him clear instructions. Give him the command. Give him the proviso and say, if you want to enjoy all of this, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter number 3. Praise God. How the ruler became the root. I'm going, I'm digging some things out for us so that we can be very number one to see that the man that we see all around us, the man that seems to, uh, to that has filled the entire earth is completely different from the man that God created. Jesus Christ came to restore us back to Eden so that we can start to walk in kingdom mandate. And many times, even as the church, when people have given their heart to Jesus Christ, without clear understanding, they will still remain bound. Genesis 3 from verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than the beast of the field where the Lord God had made. And he said to woman, Has God in this said he shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Listen very well. What did God say? Do not eat of the fruit. Is that complicated? Is that difficult? But now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field where the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, as God in this said, you shall not eat of the tree of the garden. Now let's follow, the, let's follow this story. Verse number 2. And now, and the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse number four. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Can you see that? It's called the power of suggestion. It's called what? The power of suggestion coming in form of thoughts. You know, the serpent didn't appear to the woman. Eh? Ooh, ooh, I am the devil. I am the serpent. Nobody will stay there. Some of us will have taken off even before. No, no, no. Nobody will, nobody will stay there. But, you know, he came in a very cunning manner. Be very careful the thoughts you are receiving. Be very careful the thoughts you are entertaining. Don't even, don't, don't, you know, there are some thoughts you don't even entertain. The moment they land, you delete. You press delete. You don't sit down and consider and say, well, is that the devil or is that not the devil? No, no, no. You just press delete immediately. Because the moment you start to entertain those thoughts, that is when they will gain root. Be very careful. Because the serpent came in form of thoughts. He said, as God said, you will, you will die if you eat of it. And the woman said, yes, God has said that. He now said, but look, you will not surely die. Stop talking to the devil. 
You know, how many times did you see Jesus replying the enemy? Only one thing. Get out. In the name of Jesus, you're bound. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. Those are the words that you should be talking, saying to him. Not sitting down and saying, well, yes, and be entertaining wrong thoughts. Verse number five. So, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing what? Good and evil. What exactly was the problem? When God said, don't eat of the fruit of the knowledge. The word knowledge there, knowledge of good and evil, the word knowledge there is the word information. Or to put it more clearly, the right to decide. So when God created man, he reserved for himself the right to decide. The right to decide for this man. Why? So that he could be the, his overlord. He will be the one leading him. He will be the one guiding him. He will be the one helping him. So that this man will not just be walking all over the place. You know, he reserved that to himself. So the moment at and Eve, verse number 6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good, again, was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wife, she took of its fruit and ate. So she said to her, uh, she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Verse 7. The eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves, and together they made themselves covering. What exactly happened there? The moment they ate, of what? The fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. What happened was that they flipped. Instead of God being the one in dominion over their lives, instead of God being the overlord, instead of God being the Jehovah over their lives, they flipped that. They flipped that. And then suddenly, they changed lordship. They changed headship. They changed and the overlord. They are now saying that, yes, we are not listening to him. The problem was not just the food they ate. The problem was what happened as a result of what, number one, the disobedience. And then number two, what now happened? The consequence of that, because it was a total change of overload. They said they will no longer allow God to take decisions for them. They will no longer what? They now want to be independent and take decisions for themselves. But it's a lie. Because they have actually what? Giving that right to another overlord. That was the, exactly the major, major thing. Because they refused his lordship. They refused his command. They refused his direction. And they changed lordship. They said they were not going to do it. And the enemy will, tri the, the, the enemy will trick you. And say, yes, no. When you go, when you, are, when you are listening to these things, they are brainwashing you. Why don't you be independent? Why don't you think independently? Why don't you be able to think, you know, with independence and take your decision? You know the reason why? Because there's no vacuum in the spirit. If you are not allowing God to rule over you, another spirit will be ruling in a very subtle way. And the serpent came cunningly into the garden. You would think you are the one in charge, but somebody is actually speaking to you to do the thing that you, you, you say you're doing. You say, yes, nobody can tell me what to do. Yes, all you are saying is that God cannot tell me what to do, but now I'm going to tell myself what to do, but it does not work like that because you are not created to be sovereign. 
You are not created to be an overlord. The moment you say God is not going to be the overlord over your life, then another spirit or another person, and his name is called Satan, will become the overlord over your life. That is exactly what took place there. And the moment man rebelled against God, creation also rebelled against man. And look at the consequences of it, the implications of it. The eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked. Were they not naked before? But what happened there? The glory lifted. And suddenly, they could not see their natural nakedness. There was a glory that was covering them. Oh, hallelujah. Man lost the glory. You know, remember Psalm number what? 8 verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him. You have made him a little lower than Elohim. You have crowned him with glory and honor. That glory lifted. Suddenly man was now was seeing himself in his utter nakedness. Utter nakedness. So man lost the glory. Everybody say man lost the glory. Lost the glory. Genesis chapter 3. Yes, let's continue. Verse number 8. Man lost the glory. I'll share with you five things that took place. Number one key thing. You know, verse number seven. The glory lifted. Man lost the glory. Man was not the one trying to make a way for himself. Can you see the fourth followed immediately? They, who saw the figs? They, the moment the glory lifted, they had to now start to make a way for themselves. God planted the garden. God put them there. But the moment the glory lifted, they were not the one trying to make what? Make a way. How do we do this? How do we do that? And before then, God's glory had covered them. They did not have to do that. Verse number 8. And they had the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Number 2. Loss of fellowship. Loss of fellowship. When they, the sound they will hear and they will say, wow, oh, the Lord is here. And they will be communing, interacting, discussing, having fellowship. Now they had and they ran. They had and they ran. Laws of fellowship. They went and hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. The presence they had been enjoying. God among, presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Verse number nine. Then the Lord called to Adam and said, Adam, where are you? Then he now said, so he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid. As a result of loss of fellowship, fear entered. Hello, fear entered. Fear replaced faith. Before now, they were full of faith. Because you relate with God in faith. But when they rebelled, fear entered. And faith were what? Went out of the window. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Do you know what fear is? Fear is faith contaminated. Fear is faith contaminated. Fear is you expressing what? Expressing faith in the ability of that particular thing to harm you. So when you fear COVID, for example, or you fear these, or you fear that, you are expressing your faith in the ability of that thing 
to what? To harm you. Because faith has been contaminated. Fear came in. They were naked. They were hiding from him. One, loss of glory. Two, loss of fellowship. Fear had entered. Right, number 10. So he, he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. 11. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that I should not eat? Verse number 12. Then the man said, the woman whom you gave me, trying to pass, isn't that what we do many, many times? Supposing this man had said, Lord, we missed it. Lord, we blew it. We dropped the ball. We've just come to say, forgive me. Forgive us for what we've done. Forgive us for what we've done. I believe the father will have forgiven. God will have forgiven. But look at what he said. The woman whom you gave to be with me. She gave me of the tree and I ate. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible said he was not deceived. The Bible said it was Eve that was deceived. Why? Because it was him that God spoke to. Gave the instruction to him. So he was the one that should have passed the instruction across directly to the woman. Maybe he did. We didn't have a record of that. But the Bible says the woman was deceived. He now said the woman don't spoil a good word, a good apology with an excuse. When you want to say, apologize, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Don't say, I'm sorry. But, oh, Ah, I should have been here for the meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. But you know, traffic was everywhere. Ah, but those who got there earlier before you. Was there not traffic everywhere? Don't spoil a good apology with an excuse. Apologize and then that settles it. Don't try to say, oh, it was the woman or was so and so and so. It was so and so and so that caused it. I've said that to us many, many times. But I see, see, because when the heart is not changed, I see that many, many times. Oh, when people want to, oh, we're sorry for this. And then the moment, oh, it's actually so and so and so that caused it. The so and so and so that caused it. You apologize, and that's it. That's it. That's what is, that's a good, that's something coming from you. The moment you are giving excuses, it's not coming from your heart. You are finding, you apologize because they say apologize, but you are looking for who to blame. The woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. Verse number 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman also said, what? Because he saw the example. Hello? He saw the example. Don't deceive yourself. You know, the children in the house will follow your example, not just what you are saying. Oh, you don't do this. Oh, you don't do that. And they see you doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, they will just follow. They will just follow. You saw that in each to now said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And I ate. Verse number 14. Then the Lord now said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are caused more than all the cattle, more than every beast of the field. On your belly shall go, thank God that you didn't cause man, or man would have been irredeemable. All the days of your life, verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise your head. It shall bruise. Was this part of the deal? Was it in a position that the Satan is bruising his head and is bruising his heel? No, 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 no. Something had taken place here. Number one, 
First of all, loss of glory. Number two, loss of fellowship. Number three, loss of position. When he should be ruling, he is now what? He is now what? He became the ruled. And he will bruise your head. He shall bruise his heel. Verse number 16. So the woman said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, in pain, you shall bring forth children. You shall desire, your desire shall be for your husband. And he shall rule over you. Isn't that what I've been saying? That when the husband is ruling over the wife, is a picture of the fall. You are operating not in grace. You are operating in what? Not even in, you are operating in the fallen nature of man. Your husband shall rule over you. When you are the, yes, I'm the man. Bah! Yes! No. It's a picture of the fallen man. Your desire shall be your husband. Your desire shall be for your husband. And he shall what? Rule over you. Change of position. The woman lost her place, her position. The man lost her post, his position. Number one, loss of glory. Number two, loss of fellowship. Number three, loss of position. The ruler is now what? Being ruled by his desires, by his, by the flesh, his body, by every other thing. Verse number 17. Then Adam said, because you have, then to Adam he said, because you have Heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cause is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Number four, loss of word, loss of provision, loss of position. Number three, number four, loss of provision. In toil you shall eat all the days of your life. That means that if you don't Get born again. If you don't give your heart to Jesus, you eat in toil. Somebody said, but how about those who are born again? And they're still toiling. That is because of lack of understanding of the dominion mandate. Understanding what has been accomplished. Understanding what has been done. Because they have not spent time with it. They've not taken time. The Bible says, it is by wisdom the house is built. By understanding it is established. Without understanding, this truth will not be established in your life. Because truth is superior to word. Superior to toil. Is superior to every other thing. If the truth is not settled in your heart, you can operate in it. Verse number 18. Look at what happened. 18. But thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. You shall eat the herb of the field. And then in sweat of your face you shall eat bread. What is tall? Walking with sweat. Till you return to the ground. For out of it you shall take. You were taken. For dust you are. And to dust you shall return. Verse number 20. Adam called his wife's name what? Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. Verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put his hand to take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. 23. And therefore the Lord God what? sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Number five. Loss of assignment. Loss of assignment. <laughs> so this man 
is actually a total loss. Loss of glory. Loss of fellowship. Loss of position. Loss of provision. And loss of assignments. And assignment is tied to purpose. You can't execute and work in Kingdom Monday without understanding your assignment. Where he has planted you. Where he has placed you. Where the field that God has reserved for you. This man lost the assignment. was driven out of Eden. To tear the ground from what was taken. He will not, he, the journey now began of man trying to make a way for himself. No wonder this, the, the, you can look around us, look at the pain, look at the devastation all around us. Sometimes people in ignorance have said, if God is God, if God is alive, why is he allowing all of this? God is not allowing all of this. God gave dominion to man. Man rebelled against God. If man will return to God and start to walk in the light of what God has done for him, man, what? There will be total restoration of everything that was lost. But as long as man will continue rebellion, which is what they seem to be thriving in now. We don't want the Bible in schools. We don't want anything about faith. We don't want, they're throwing everything out. As long as man will continue in rebellion, creation will continue in rebellion against man. And things will continue to get harder. Oh, you'll be hearing things that, what? Sometimes the things I'm hearing now, you think that we lived almost 100 years ago. But 30 years ago, 20 years ago, these things were totally in existence. But it's almost become what? The, the, the norm today. Why? As long as man will continue rebellion, Satan will continue to have a field day. Causing devastation, causing what? Causing destruction and everything that he has been doing. But you and I have an assignment. As long as we return to God and we give our heart to Jesus, one, number two, and start to walk in the light of what he has done for us. Because if you give your heart to Jesus, you've made him your savior and you've not made him your Lord and you are not walking with him. And without understanding, the enemy will continue to war, steal from you, and cause devastation and destruction. For my people perish, the wise people, for lack of knowledge. I started with that, and I'm ending with that now. I want to pray for us at this time. If you're not born again, I want to pray for you. If you're not sure, it's simply an indication that you're not born again. But even if you're born again, you want to rededicate your heart to the Lord because the God is raising a brand new man. He's taking us back to Eden so that we can start to walk in authority and walk in the dominion mandate. Don't start to think like the world. When we are not walking in the kingdom mandate or in the dominion mandate, we have lost. It's an indication of loss of our strategic advantage. But when we start to walk in that, then we can exercise dominion over creation. Dominion in our city. Dominion in our place of influence. Dominion in the place that he has planted us. Without that, it will be a luta continua. It's called what? The struggle continues. But that's not your Lord. That's not your portion. And I want to pray for you. Rise up wherever you are. As I pray for you, go before the Lord this morning and just rededicate your heart to him. Or ask him, tell him you want to give your heart to Jesus. If you've never done that, ask him to give your, ask him that you tell him you want to give your heart to him. If you've never done that, if you have, 
Why don't you rededicate your heart to him and say, Lord, have your way in my life. Have your way. Have your way. I don't want to walk again in ignorance. I don't want to walk again in struggle. I don't want to walk in toil. Lord, open my eyes to see. Help me, Lord, to start to carry command in the spirit. Help me to see. Because revelation is your passport to paradise. Help me to see, O oh Lord. Ask him. To help you to see. Help you to see. If there's any need for you to repent in your life, to go before him and say, Lord, forgive me for walking in disobedience. Forgive me for the things I've done, things I've said. Forgive me, Father. Forgive me. It's a brand new day concerning my life. Today, from this morning, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word to us. We give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. Father, I pray for everyone. Under the sound of my voice, as many as are giving their heart to Jesus, I want you to pray after me. Heavenly Father, I've come to you right now to give my heart to you or to dedicate my life to you. Dear Lord Jesus, you came to this world. You died on the cross of Calvary. And you are alive forevermore. I invite you right now Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Take me back to Eden. That original purpose, plan, and your will for your man. Because from today, I'm part of that. And I want to walk in it. Help me, Lord. No more struggle in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. No more struggle. In the name of Jesus. Father I ask for grace. And I receive grace. To walk in the light of your word. I will not struggle to obey you. Lord I receive the grace to obey. In the name of Jesus. And you will be the difference. And you make the difference. In my life. In the name of Jesus. Therefore from now on. I'm walking in grace. I'm walking in favor. I'm walking in, in, in I'm, I'm walking under the power and the authority of God. I'm a man under authority and I'm also exercising authority in the name of Jesus. Therefore, I speak right now that every situation, every, every circumstance, Every mountain heal that you have not planted in my life, I command them, be rooted out, be cast into the sea. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No more hindrance before me. No more delay. In the name of Jesus. I am walking in supernatural favor. I'm walking in supernatural grace. Doors have been opened for me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Or give you praise. I rejoice in you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us this morning. We thank you once again for opening our eyes to see and reminding us of things that we've learned in the past that we've forgotten. Lord, I pray for grace. The grace of God that brings salvation unto all men has appeared to all. 
the grace to walk in the light of what they've heard. That no one, oh Father, nobody under the sound of my voice will be a forgetful here. As many as been listening to this message, even after today, oh, we no longer walk in darkness, but they will have the light of life. Father, thank you so much, O oh Lord, that from this moment forward, in the name of Jesus, we are walking in grace. We are walking in light. We are walking in divine favor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. We give you all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, everybody said, Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs>